It is about midnight. Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. So we discussed this. I think this is familiar enough where we all understand the circumstance, right? Try to just feel it. Try to just be there. Remember what just happened to them. They all got hated on by the crowds and the magistrates, locked up, bus up. And you better believe at midnight they're not sleeping because they got wounds on their back. They can't lie down. It's midnight. Other prisoners might be sleeping, but not them. They're in too much pain to sleep. And what is Paul and Silas doing? Praying and singing hymns to God. First observation, through him, they prayed through the pain and sung through the suffering. Because you've got to think, how could Paul and Silas pray, possibly pray, in such pain? How could these men possibly sing in such a suffering? How is this possible, church? We know through who? Through him. Through him, Hebrews 13 says, we will continue to offer up the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips. It's only because of the spirit of Christ. It's only by Jesus that these guys can sing. Only by Jesus that these guys can pray. And I started to wonder, I want to know, what were they praying? Wouldn't you want to know what, you're pray- what they're praying in a moment like that? I'm trying to imagine, like, like maybe, maybe, maybe their prayers began with a wrestle of like, oh, Lord, I, I'm hurting, or why is this happening? Or I don't know, but it, it, they were praying to God. Maybe, maybe the prayer started to, what if they began to actually pray for the prisoners around them? What if they began to pray for that jailer who's snoozing right now? What if they began to pray for the people who locked them up? What if, and it's one of those things, guys, without the Spirit of God abiding in us, we will never know this but i pray we can james 5:13 says is anyone among you suffering let him pray do you know prayer in the midst of pain they do when you're in a world of pain do you stop and pray Who's the first person you call, really? Because for these boys, in the middle of the night, can't sleep, I'm hurting. I'm physically bust up, emotionally hurting. Let's go to God. They sang. Job 35.10 says, No one says, where is God, my maker, who gives songs in the night? Meaning, people who sing in the night, in the darkness, when things are confusing, they're not the people who say in their heart, where's God? The fact that Paul and Silas are singing in the midst of their suffering, this is what it reveals to us. They're totally at peace. I know my God is with us. I know he called us here. And there's a reason we're in this prison, Silas. There's a reason we're taking cracks. This is the first of three times Paul will get bust up like this. And they are singing. When Peter was locked up, He was sleeping. (laughs) Sleeping and singing are the apostles' reaction in prison. That's wild, right? It reveals to us a peace of God that surpasses understanding. It guards the heart and mind. Where? In Christ Jesus. Only through him, guys, if the Lord were to ever have in our path and deem us worthy to suffer for the cause of Christ, Only in him and through him can we pray and sing. Songs in the night. 
Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whenever I would think of this verse and I'd reference to it, I would merely think of just, you know, we're teaching each other doctrine by singing because of the content of the song. That's right. You know, Trevor, then they pick great songs that we're singing and it's teaching us doctrine is teaching us the bible but i and then i and then i started to think about singing and learning and singing um when i started to look at this and i thought i think them teaching by modeling singing in the midst of pain is such a rich like like this i started when i thought about it because like when you see guys like this singing in the pain that they're in for the cause of christ isn't it moving isn't it so like stimulating and I started to come to find that so much of the ways that I've been taught to worship in this church is because I love congregational singing and hearing the voices of certain brothers and sisters who I know are going through cancer, who I know are going through loss of life, who I know are going through problems and pains that I cannot fathom, and they're right two seats next to me, and I hear them saying, bless the Lord, Oh, my soul. And I can't tell you how much that teaches and admonishes me. When I see Dolly on Sundays in the front row who it hurts to stand, and she stands. I'm learning when I see a brother and sister sing in the midst of suffering. You better believe that these prisoners were struck by what they were seeing. See, this is the beginning of Paul and Silas beginning to shine. And it's, they're bleeding out songs of praise in the midst of their pain. And these guys in darkness, the jailer, the prisoners, everybody in the town, they've never seen anything like this. This is a head-turner moment, them praying and singing. So we're starting to begin to see them shine. And I just want to, I think of just, you know, even you here, I've seen some of you here walk through hard things in your life. And when you give a testimony of praise, in, in light of what you're going through, oh, my soul is so lifted up. When a loved one, you know, I, I was thinking of my cousin when she lost her husband when they were down here for her 50th birthday recently. And at her memorial service when I'm praying with her and, and we're singing and she says to me, I praise God for the, the time that he's given me with my husband. We've had a great marriage. Oh my gosh, you don't know how much that fills the soul. And I think this is one of the great ways in which we teach each other in our singing. So when you show up at the church on Sunday or Wednesday, and whatever it is, you're like, sing your heart out. And it really does encourage those around you, especially when we know what you're going through. This is why I love congregational singing in my local church. It I could be in a big arena with a hundred Christians, and it's like, loud and speakers but there's nothing like being home and knowing uncle auntie brother sister is suffering and they're singing there's nothing like that there's nothing like that but anyway let's move on from singing um through him they were praying through the pain and they sung through the suffering i pray that wherever you are right now in your journey however that lands on you I pray that that only strengthens you to worship and shine on in your singing. So the prisoners are listening to them. Not because they're 
crushing that epic two-part harmony. Okay, I don't think that's why, oh, wow, Paul and Silas, you can do it. Go ahead, boys. You know, like, it's not like that. They're, sing- they're listening. They, well, they have their attention. I mean, maybe they sang good. I don't know. We'll find out when we get to heaven. But um, verse 26 says, suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were open, and everybody's bonds were unfastened. It's just wild, right? So the, when the jailer woke up, so the jailer was snoozing. Maybe the singing was good. Um, the jailer woke up and saw that the prison doors were open. He drew his sword was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for the lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in the house. And he took them that same hour, washed their wounds, baptized them, he and the whole family. And he brought them up into his house and set food before them and rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. The singing and praying was the beginning of them shining, the beginning, but I want us to see this. I'm gonna, we're going to look at all the people present. I want us to pay attention to the prisoners, to the jailer, to the jailer's family. These are all people in darkness. Keep this in mind. And they needed to see someone shine. Someone there needed to hear these guys singing in the pain. Someone there needed to see these guys do an honest deed. Someone needed to see these guys suffer well. Think of the prisoners. We don't know all their stories and what they've been through. We don't know who's locked up unjustly or justly. But you better believe there's criminals in there. You better believe there's bad guys in there. And oh, they needed to hear When's the last time they heard singing? (laughs) I don't know. But oh, what a grace it's been for them to, oh, what's going on? Can you imagine if they started to listen to the prayers that were being prayed? Can you imagine if they started to pray along? We don't know. But there are others in darkness who need to see them shine. And I just started to just think to myself, like, wow, like, can you imagine, like, people around you right now that in maybe another way, they're in prison, they're in a state, they're in a, a funk, they're, in, they're going through something where they're just locked up and bound in. These people need to see someone shine, will you? It wasn't just the prisoners, but look, the jailer woke up and saw. Can you imagine God in heaven decided to send an earthquake? Not just to, not really to, <laughs> sing girl, sing. Um, not, not to, and I don't think it was to, to, to set the captives free physically from their bonds. He, the, God was creating a circumstance that is grabbing the jailer's attention. That would get the jailer not just physically awake, But look at through the thing. He spiritually wakes up. What must I do to be saved? He wakes up, he gets alert, and he sees his whole life going down the tube. All his responsibility. I'm I'm done for. I'm I'm gonna die. Draws the sword, about to kill his life. He's and then and then this crazy deed. Oh, but no, don't do it. Drop your sword. We all stay, cause we all stay. Everybody. Yeah, even the kind Isaac is here. Don't worry, we're all here. And can you imagine in that moment? And then all of a sudden, what happens? He doesn't say, okay, good, everybody get back in your cell. Lights, guards. What does he do? He's tripping. 
He knows why Paul and Silas are locked up. He knows about the demon girl and what she was screaming for days. These guys are going to declare to you what? The way of salvation. We don't know what's been going on in this guy's heart since then. But something started to create and stir. And he's not just physically woke like, oh my God, oh my God. No, spiritually now, he's like, oh my gosh. I'm a sinner. And I need help. What must I do to be sick? Trembling, it says, he falls at their feet. Oh my gosh, that one righteous deed of Paul inside us saying, hey, we're being honest, we're all here. Matthew 5, 16 says this, let your light so shine among men that they may see your good deeds. See, Paul and Silas are shining right now, not just with their words, singing and praying, their very deeds. They could have left, Right? They could have even said, this is of God. He sent the earthquake. I'm out of here. Peace. Yeah, jailer, go ahead. Do yourself in. Take that. That was for my back. They could have thought like that. We would have thought like that. We think like that. With one, they could have been praising God, and then the next, they could have been cursing the jailer. Right? James says, with our mouths, we praise God, and with the same mouths, we curse man. Brothers, this ought not be. The point of that text is all of us have done that. We've praised God and cursed man in the same breath. And it's only through Christ, it's only by the true transformation of the Spirit of God that we will be men like Paul and Silas who praise God and love their enemies. You better believe they were praying for this jailer to have such an attentiveness to don't do yourself, brother. We're all here. Or not brother, just not yet. But we're all here. We're all here. They let their light so shine before men. They saw the good deeds. But the jailer ends up praising the Father in heaven. Why? Because it says they spoke to him the word of the Lord. These brothers are shining. Epic shining. Oh God, that you would stir it up within us to see the next time you suffer. And you might suffer unjustly. We may suffer for the cause of Christ unjustly. And we will probably. But in those moments, brothers and sisters, believe this. It's your time to shine. Let us see the, the, the suffering, the persecution as a chance to, sign, to shine. You know what's crazy that I realized about Matthew 5? You know the whole shine verse, let your light so shine? You know what's before 16? It's 15. What's before 15 is 14 and 13 and 12. You know what 12, 13, 14 is all? Blessed are those persecuted. Men say all sorts of evil and revile you for my sake. Then it says, let your light shine. Two, three verses on persecution and suffering and pain. And then he says, be salt and light. You think that was accidental? No way. Paul and Silas are shining with these songs in the night and being honest and doing righteous deeds. And they didn't just do good things. They didn't just say, oh, Ra, we're all here. Oh, for real? Yeah, all of us, all the prisoners, we're all here. Oh, right on. Hey, thanks, cuz, because I was going to do myself in. You so cool, Paul and Silas. It's all good, Ra. We just, that's just how we are. We'll be back in the cell. Oh, you let me shackle myself or you can shackle me up? That's not how, no. What did they do? They weren't like, we're not good because we're good. No, 
They preach the gospel. For those of us who are wanting to shine in our communities, it is let your light so shine and it is that they will see our good deeds. But the only way that they'll praise the Father in heaven is you preach Christ. You got to tell them how to be saved. There are others in darkness and they need to see someone shine. I just want to point this out. Look at the jailer and what happens trembling. What must I do to be saved? And then, and it, well, first, let's put, like, look how simple and plain Paul and Silas put it. Oh, well, you know, first, um, what's your name, jailer? Okay, uh, brother Zeke? Okay, yeah, brother Zeke, what you got to do is you got to go join the church, and then after that, you got to take this class, and then after that, you got to start attending, and then after that, you got to start, you know, giving tithes and offerings, and, um, you know, are you drinking? Are you smoking? What else do you do? I mean, you're a jailer. You're, you probably gamble, yeah. You know, they, they're, not, they're not trying to, what do they say? What do I do to be saved? Simple, same message, clear. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. It's always by grace through faith in Christ. The message never changes, and it's simple, and it's clear, and it's so concise. I'm so struck by how simple and short it was. And that's all he needed to hear. And then look at when he believed. He really did believe. This is true belief and true repentance. Someone brought it up, in, uh, Christian brought it up in observation time. Can you just imagine how epic that scene is? This man, who probably helped put the wounds on their back, is now washing them. Crazy. He's washing them because he now is truly washed by the blood of the Lamb. This man who's feeding them food now. Because he's been spiritually fed by these men. It's a beautiful picture. Just hours ago, he was beating them and shackling them. Now they're breaking bread. It's breathtaking. But this is gospel ministry. This is what happens when we let our light so shine. Sovereign, it's so true. It's amazing how Crazy of a transformation can happen when Christ is truly preached and, and the church lives him out. It's awesome. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. How, where do, what is, how do you fight darkness? You turn on the light. Where is light most needed? In the darkness. So why are you where you are tonight? Why do you know who you know? Why are you in the circumstances that you are in? And they feel so junky and dark. Why are you there? To shine. We are here to shine. Why are we in Hawaii? Why are we in New Wanda Baptist Church? Why, are, why do we work at where we work? Why, do we, why, why am I even living on this new street that I'm living on? I, I still have a hard time trying to say the name. Kalua Moe or something like that. But you know, because when I used to live in Pu'unui, I would pray for Pu'unui. And I was just recently just biking with my dogs, and I'm like, Lord, I wonder when I'm going to meet my neighbors. And right when I get back to the house, two neighbors standing in front of my, oh, can we see your doggies? Oh, so cute, babies. Come here, babies. And then it's crazy. In like 10 minutes, I'm praying with one of them, and she's just sharing with me all the darkness she's in. Widowed. And still trying to get through the loss of her brother and mother who passed, and just alone in this big house by herself and just tears in her eyes of just like, I don't know what to do. I don't, like, just die already is, is her heart. And I'm thinking, 
This is why I'm here, to shine. Um, you know, um, I won't say her name, but, you know, I'll just say Pam. You know, Pam, like, just, I, I, you mentioned God. Do you know this God that you were mentioning about? Like, who is that? Because I believe in God, too. I believe in God. I believe in the God of the Bible. Can we pray to that God, Pam? I, I just, I'm, I'm hearing you and all the, the hurt you're in right now, Pam, and I'm, I mean, I know I just met you, but I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you're in that much pain right now. I really am. But I would love to pray with you. Please pray with me. Please pray with me. She probably didn't talk to anybody. Why are we where we are? Brother, sister, you are where you are. God has scattered you there. And, and people are in darkness. And they need to see you shine. They need to hear you shine. They need, to, they need to interact with you enough to wonder, like, why are you singing? Why are you always smiling? It, it almost irritates me. Honestly, do you want to know? You know, one of our good sisters in the church, she's not here tonight, because she's, um, she's, she's not here tonight, but she, you know, she, we've been praying. Irene, we've been praying for her coworkers, and that's, the, that's what they say about her. Irene, why are you smiling so much? I wish I had that peace you have. I wish I could come to work like you all the time. And it's great because now Irene has a platform to speak. Shine, Irene, shine, shine on. There are so much people that needed to see these brothers shine. Can you think the jailer comes home? We don't know how many kids he has. We don't know what kind of home life he had. But they came, daddy came home and he's different. Whoa, daddy, what's going on? Everybody come in the living room now. Okay, sit down. Daddy's got to share something with you. These are, my, these are my friends. Wait, Daddy, isn't that people you arrested the other day? You know, like, just, yes, it is. I'm a sinner. You know, it just, he shares, and then the whole house gets saved. Because two brothers were faithful to shine on. This is wild. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Sounds cute when you sing it, but oh, children, grow up and believe it. Because when the moment comes for you to let that light shine, you will need the touch of heaven and the courage from Almighty God to shine. It's a beautiful picture we are reading. Brothers shining, people coming out of darkness, transformation. It reads on and we'll close. But when it was day, the magistrate sent the police saying, let him go. The jailer reported to Paul and the magistrate. He's, you know, I wonder if he was excited. Like, hey, they said you can go. Let's go. Uh, come on over for dinner again. But Paul said to them, okay, we've been beaten. They beat us publicly, uncondemned. And we're Roman citizens and they've thrown us into prison. You don't do that in the day. You don't beat a Roman citizen without a trial. So he's kind of reading his rights. He's like, this was wrong. They, they bust us up in public. They discredited us. Now they want to let us go in secret. No, 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 no. He says, no. Now Paul, but, and I think observation time, someone brought it up, but understand this. He's trying to restore the reputation in the community for the sake of the gospel ministry. He's not just like, uh-uh, you don't treat me like that. I'm a Roman citizen. Paul, hello. That's a Roman name. He, that's not what he's doing. He's not just trying to make it right and you owe me a sorry. No, you tell the magistrate, come back, and you just tell them, say, sorry, that hurt. 
That's not what they're doing. They're thinking mission-minded. They're missionaries. Because think about it. If they just went in secret and they just left, okay, that's right. Okay, we're out. And they leave, then what happens to the brothers and sisters who they leave behind who are associated with these criminals? They need to clear their name if they can. Because they're trying to do ministry in this town. They're, they're trying to make sure that they don't lose credibility. Like, they're stigmatized as the criminals in the town right now. So they need to clear this up for the sake of the gospel. They, that's why Luke Lotz, Paul said, no, they did this publicly. So we need to publicly make this right. So they're restoring the reputation for the sake of the gospel ministry. And they visited Lydia. And when they had seen the brothers, they encouraged them and departed to close. This new church plant is being encouraged to shine. They just finished shining in jail. They get released. Let's go strengthen the brothers and tell them to shine on. They visited and encouraged. They put strength. They put courage. You got to think. This small little new church plant, which is, and the, the membership is crazy right now, the rich business Lydia, Asian Lydia, and then there's the poor former slave. She's not anymore girl poor girl, and then now this middle-class jailer, like, if they just up, like, they, they go and they show up and they just, I, I'm imagining them strengthening them with words like, hey, God set us free, but guess what? We got more, more, you know, the kids running in, like, more people are in the church now, and then breaking it down to them, like, and, and get this, they cleared our name, you guys are going to be okay. You keep preaching Christ and just keep on going, we're not deemed as criminals. You being associated is not messed up anymore. But in essence, this is what I believe they're telling them to do. As you've seen in us, shine. 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 This is why he writes to the Philippians, chapter 2, verse 12 to 16. And we'll read this to close. Therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, this is the church that, he, that is being planted. He's writing to them now. So that now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it out, not work for it. Work it out. Exercise it. Practice your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling. When we were in prison, we didn't grumble. Or disputing. That you may be blameless and innocent. We were innocent. And we cleared our names. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Philippi is crooked and twisted. So is Honolulu. So is every city in the world. It's twisted and dark because people live there. And you're in the midst of it, Philippian church, and this is what you need to do. Among whom you shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain. Shine on, church. Shine on, brothers and sisters. Children, shine on. We are in darkness. We need to shine. And much of the shining will be in the most painful and hardest days of our lives so when that day does come knocking on our door because pain and suffering will in one shape or form persecution or just circumstances in life let us see this as a moment an opportunity a chance to shine 
We're going to close a little differently tonight. We'll sing a song. And my prayer is as we sing this song, pray in your hearts. Let's sing and pray. Imagine Paul and Silas. Perhaps what did they sing? What did they pray? How did they sing? How did they pray? Ask the Spirit of God to come upon us and fill us in such a way because perhaps the Lord has already been speaking to you. You have opportunities that you can, you can dial in and you know, okay, I'm getting there. It's time to shine. And let's ask the Lord to fan into flame the gospel and his name. And may we go tonight. Let's go and shine. Let's pray. Lord, as we close in a song, we pray that the same Holy Spirit that met Paul and Silas in that jail cell and gave them the strength and the courage and the love and the zeal to sing, to pray, right in the middle of the pain. I don't know how my brothers and sisters are hurting tonight. I don't know what stresses or circumstances that they are walking through. I don't know who's being persecuted for righteousness' sake. Whatever the condition, whatever the circumstance, I pray that as we sing, you would shine on us and you'd set us ablaze. We are the light of the world. Do it now, Spirit of God, breathe on us and let us leave this place so ready to shine. Do this in Christ's name. Amen.